Hello, hello, hello. This is to my son, formerly it's anonymous, and this will be an episode two weeks too late. But nonetheless, here we go. Before I start off the podcast, I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer. So guys, let's all pause everything we're doing other than listening and get on with it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much. So, I feel like recently I've noticed a tendency in myself as I'm recording the podcast, as I'm putting out posts on Instagram and Facebook, well, Instagram mostly, uh, it's that I tend to simply repeat the other things that I hear. Equal things I hear from other sources, you know, think of Joe Rogan, Joko Willing, David Goggins, uh, Andrew Tate, you know, the list goes on. I just kind of mimic what I'm hearing. And so I sat down and asked myself, what about my life can I actually say? What about me is actually valuable to people other than me? And whether you're listening to Andrew Tate, Joe Rogan, David Goggins, any of these people you might listen to respect, you know, anyone in any field, it can be someone who's totally removed from my sphere of influence, my, the people who influence me rather. Uh, the things that they speak about, the things that they're trying to teach you, are the things they have learned from their own experiences. And I say this because in our current world, with all the social media, with YouTube, with everything, we've been inundated with so much information that we have forgotten how to look at ourselves and seek knowledge, seek wisdom from our own journeys. And so this kind of, this inundation of information affects how we live our lives. We kind of, personally, I kind of confuse where Oscar ends and the world begins and vice versa, right? So when I'm dealing with people, I'm trying to come off as, you know, maybe more aggressive than I would normally be, at times more polite than, than I need to be because I've been told a story. And the story is, Joe Rogan said such and such is good, so I should try and emulate that you know andrew tate says you know have a firmer handshake be a bit more stern show your ego so i try to emulate that every once in a bit every once in a while but it's not really me in that moment what will oscar do based off of his own experiences and the first place that i can give advice to the world and i do say advice because you learn through advice most of the time when you're listening to other people you're taking advice even though they don't want to call it advice it is advice and the advice I can give the world based off of my experience will start off at the very, you know, start off at home. Charity begins at home, as they say. And my home is me, my wife, and my two children. What information can I impart, off, impart on other young men, on other men in general, on how to do or not do things to affect your family life? So this was very tough for me because so I've been married now, it's going to be close to a decade very soon. And a few days ago, my wife and I sat down and when we're having 
fights every once in a while you know couples have fights and i don't say couples people who are in close proximity tend to have fights because you're both trying to express your ego and you realize that your ego is being stepped on by the other person or maybe the other person doesn't want you to live as you like to live so we always try to make a compromise but sometimes it feels as though you're compromising too much so that ends up becomes becoming a fight so I was sitting down with my wife and we're discussing our marriage what have we done so far where are we right now and where do we want to go and we realized we haven't been giving our life our marriage the kind of attention that it deserves and this realization wasn't that Oscar and my wife Yumiko are doing it wrong it's basically that Oscar and Yumiko are treating their marriage the way everyone else at least everyone that we know is treating their marriage right it's like hey i've been married time to focus i'm i'm married now time to focus on other things you know i'm going to focus on my business you know my fitness my you know my ambitions in monetary whether it's monetary or social whatever it is i'm going to focus on those things because i already have the marriage game down simply because i am now married so because i'm married it proves that i did what needed to be done but then what you find along the way you start to have disagreements with your spouse you're no longer communicating with your spouse effectively effectively you now treating you know it's like okay we're going to have sex once a week or rather we have sex just when one party feels like they they want to have sex right or rather maybe even sex is being used you know as a as a tool of deterrence you know or, you know or, or as a reward rather and things that should be done are being done either to deter or to reward not simply that they need to be done and so my wife and I decided you know we can't be like everyone else if we want to have the best possible marriage we have to treat ourselves as though we are better than everyone else and what does that mean that means that we are going to treat our business sorry it's our marriage as though it's a business take stock every day we take stock what have we done right today what have we done wrong what can we improve on what are we grateful for today today not last year not last week today what are we grateful for this morning right because i have many friends who have been divorced and i have other friends who are on the precipice of divorce and if you ask them why most parties will blame the other person you know it's my wife my wife was like this my husband was like this rather my ex-husband my ex-wife but the question is okay did you actually try to do something about it and people argue oh yes i did but she didn't i did but he wouldn't But the point is you are married before the eyes of the Lord you are now supposed to be one thing right So how how do Oscar and Yimiko plan on becoming one thing It's not easy treat the marriage I so I I was giving my example of we have to treat this marriage they were I treat my fitness No one tells Oscar to go and work out. Oscar knows he needs to work out. If I miss a day of working out, I feel like I've I've messed up big time today. Right? No one tells Oscar you have to write down your workouts. I figured that out on my own because I realized at some point I'm forgetting how much weight I was adding onto the bar last week. 
So I need to be tracking myself. So can we do the same thing with our relationship? Let's track everything. Where are we failing? Whether it's financially, whether it's just communication, whether it's sex, where are we going wrong? What are, and what are we doing right? Can we add more of what is right and kind of subtract what we're doing wrong? Right? Let's, as we try to build on our strengths, let's improve on our weaknesses. And let me give you a perfect example. So, and this goes to all you young men who are starting to get girlfriends. This is going to be something hard to do right now because I feel as though when people start dating nowadays, they're not dating with the end goal of marriage. They're dating because everyone dates. It's not really, okay, I'm dating this person because I, I would like this person to be my wife or my husband. But if you're clear-headed, if you have clarity, if you're looking towards a future for yourself, you know you're, you should only date if you want to get married. I say that once again. Only date if you want to get married. Don't waste the other person's time. And if you want to date, and if you're dating with the purpose of marriage, then you should do these things. And these things are, number one, have a list, have a notebook that the two of you share. And the notebook it should be filled with things you're grateful for every single day. Number one. Number two, have a notebook, or rather, in this, it could be in the same notebook where you write down your grievances. And the reason, so someone can say, okay, having a gratitude list makes sense, but why will I have a grievance list? And I'm going to say, this is something I've realized in my own marriage. The problem with marriage in any relationship is that someone has, okay, so as Oscar, I might do something wrong, right? And my wife might think, might notice that I've done something wrong, but she's trying to hold it back with the expectation, the anticipation that I am going to correct my behavior, but I don't. And she doesn't say anything about it the next time, and the third time, and the fourth time. So now this small problem is building into a resentment. And when she snaps, it's more explosive than it needs to be. It doesn't even need to be explosive. It's just, it's something that we don't need to happen right now, right? So if you have a grievance list, I can open that book at the end of the day and see, okay, today my wife said, my wife had this issue with my behavior, with my actions. Okay, can, we, can I work on this? Can I work on this? Or is it something that we need to sit down together and discuss, right? Because a grievance list is necessary because it's, it allows us to work on the issue before it becomes a massive resentment. And people walk out of relationships because of resentments. Right? So number one, have a gratitude list. Have a grievance list. And all of these things should be taken down daily. And maybe some days you have nothing, you know, you have nothing to write in the grievance part of your notebook. And that's good enough. But I'm sure every single day you have something to be grateful for. And maybe it's the same thing over and over and over again every single day. It doesn't matter. Write that thing down every day and allow yourself to feel your gratitude. So this is what I'm learning in my marriage. For young guys who are dating, who plan on getting married, treat your marriage the way you will treat a business, the way you will treat your studies. It is very important because you, you're most likely, if you're doing things the right way, the way the Lord intends for them to be done, 
you'll most likely be with this person for the rest of your natural life. So why not treat this companionship, this union, as though it was the most important thing in your life? Give it the time it deserves. Talk to your significant other. Make time to have conversations. Discuss your day. And even though it seems so, my problem, the problem my wife had with me, a major problem was that I wasn't communicating enough. She will ask me, how was your day? And I will say, it was good. I'm tired. That's it. So try. I know maybe for men, it's much harder for men to do this than for women. I assume so. To expound on what happened. Why are you tired? Why was your day good? Why was it bad? What happened? Where did you go? What did you see? What, what silly conversations do you have with your co-workers, with your classmates? Say something. Don't just give one-word answers. You know, tell your significant other the story of your day as though you're retelling it to yourself in your own head. Because when you retell that story to yourself in your head, man, you have comments and remarks and you're maybe telling yourself jokes. Can you do this thing with the other person? Communication is key. Because even through that communication, you will realize the other person might help you realize that there are some things you're ignoring in your own day. Right? Or maybe there's a... There's a perception you have that is detrimental to yourself as an individual. So if there's any advice I have come to learn through viewing my own life instead of trying to mimic what I'm learning through social media is that our relationships matter. These are the most important things in our lives because I have kids. If I cannot build a strong relationship, a strong, lasting and loving relationship with my wife, then it's my kids who suffer. Of course, I suffer first, but when I suffer, I'm going to make my kids suffer, whether they want to or not. And the same with you. Like if, you, if you're a kid in university and you, are, you have a girlfriend and every time you're with your girlfriend, it's just miserable. You're going to go out with your friends and just spend an hour bitching about your relationship. Instead of actually having a good time with your friends. So your friends are feeling miserable because of your shit. So you need to treat this thing like it's the most important thing in your life. That's the advice I have for you today. And I'm going to call advice because as a... Something I learned from social media. We, the world needs more gurus, not committees. I mean, it's true, it's true. We tend to learn from a person and not a group of people. Right? We, we look up to Steve Jobs, not Apple. You know what I mean? I mean, he's longer with us, but you get the point. So my advice to you is that spend that time. Give your significant other time. Give your relationship the time. Treat it as though you will treat your own workout program. And with that, I'm going to bring the podcast to a close. And I do hope you found value in what I'm trying to impart. In Jesus' name we do pray and believe. Amen.